there was an elevator attendant at Miami, like one of the guys that sits in the elevator, goes up and down, just pushes the buttons. And I got on uh, the other day and I go, I suppose this job has its ups and downs. He looked at me and he stared at me and didn't even crack a smile. I was like, all right. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's not the first time he's heard that one. No, the guy was like 80. And I was like, oh, I'm sure he's of this now. I got off the elevator. Like, all right. That's amazing. Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode three of season four of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. Hello, everyone. Give me a second while I stop my cap from doing stupid shit. <laughs> uh, with Ferris State uh, on the schedule to kick off the regular season next week, for us anyway, uh, we've got the voice of the Bulldogs, Harrison Watt, on. Thanks for joining us, Harrison. Thanks for having me back after all the terrible podcast titles. we haven't had any uh very interesting ones yet so maybe we'll have to bring that back this week uh i guess we've got two exhibition games for tech to talk about ferris actually started their regular season this week uh we can have our little debate about the ccha using whatever poll has a team higher for their uh schedule drop and uh and i guess We'll talk about that, I'm sure. I, I, we've got the Joe Show. I don't know who else got to listen to it today. Rob, Dustin. I listened to the first half at one and a half times speed. <laughs> got through half of it. Half I of actually I actually assumed that there wasn't going to be one since they had a game. No, right? it, they wanted to do one now because I think that because uh, they're heading down, I forget when, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then okay. they might not have one next week because uh, heading to Alaska, so... Let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsor. And we'll be back to talk about uh, what happened this last weekend, including what just finished up about an hour ago for tech. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, welcome back. Let's get right into things. Harrison, how did the weekend go for Ferris with them kicking off their regular season here already? Yeah, not bad. Um, you know, I think we did some things I was really happy with. We 
dominated the face-off circle, which is an area that we took a lot of strides in last year. We were up about 60%. Um, Brad Merrick by himself was almost 80% on the weekend. I think it was like 28 wins for him in 10 loss or 28 and 10 or 34 and 10 or something like that. It was insane. Um, so we did a lot of things I liked. We scored on the power play twice. I thought our power play really struggled on Sunday and uh, took momentum away. We had some funny things happen on Sunday, just some not normal game situations that I think took away from uh, the performance. But, you know, other than that, we got off to an okay start. We hit a little weird thing on Saturday where we played well most of the way, and then um, we sat we sat in for the last minute and a half, gave up the tying goal, and turned into a tie. Happy to win the shootout. Doesn't count, but um, – I think the guys are back to work. They've got a good mindset. We identified some areas where we need to work on. I think we really identified the guys that are going to be in the lineup regularly and uh, probably some power play personnel changes too. So I think we actually got a lot done and we got good goaltending too out of Logan Stein. He was really, really good. So happy about that. So that was a shootout win, not a overtime win. No. So it was a tie. Okay. Yeah. The shootout didn't count, but yeah. Yeah. Did you guys play in overtime? We did. We did play in overtime. I thought that was the rule. Just yeah, both teams had a couple good chances. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. And you guys, what did you think of Tech this weekend? I was happy to see the Lake State game go the way it went. I mean, granted, it's exhibition and, you know, throwing some things against the wall or again, see if they stick. But. It was nice to see the way they came out and put up five goals after we've been worried yeah. about where's goal scoring going to come from this year, right? Especially yeah. so, against the you know the team that's favored to win the league, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking about Lake State or he's or, talking uh, State, about yeah. Lake State? But Lake Cat, that's, that's my favorite team. Well, no, okay. Lake, Lake well, State. Okay. I just anyway. saw I saw Matt retweet or get in an argument on Twitter with. Lake State being picked to win by some. Well, yeah, I was talking to Rapoli, if that's how you say it. That's the guy that made those picks, and yeah. he gave me some decent logic as to what he was picking. Like you've got to, for those articles, you're you're going for clicks. You've got to get a little bit of a, a little bit of a generation. You got to cause a little bit of a stir. He was sick of picking Mankato just outright to win every year. It's probably it's a stronger Lake State team yeah. on paper than Damon's really ever had. There's a whole it bunch sucks of- to be wrong all the time. I don't know why anybody would pick Mankato. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Just pick, so pick them and be right. Clickbait, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. But just to go back to the the topic at hand, I I am all right there with Rob. Um, the Lake State game going the way it did was nice. Again, you do have to remember that's a game where you it's kind of tough to judge because we're just every, both teams are just kind of using it as an excuse to learn what their team's like, who might make it into the lineup, who might not, who's borderline, who's going to be a staple. We're still learning all those things, but I forget who said it in the Discord, but they said it really beautifully, where we get where Tech tends to get into situations like this and then let the opponent dictate the pace of play without kind of grabbing hold of it and, like, asserting our will, which even in a game like that was really cool to see. Yeah, no, I – it was nice for a change. Obviously, it's two exhibition games, but it was really nice to feel like see a lot of dirty work being done by the tech players and not 
like and, and more so today i guess but which which now learning about just how long that team spent in the bus last night and this morning makes me wonder how much of that played into to how good tech looked today but seeing how much the how good the passing was but again that reminds me a lot of how good everything looked in madison last year and then what happens after that but hopefully it's it's the sign of things to come i liked seeing how much uh um like how good certain players looked Kyle Kukkonen is definitely one of the best players on the team as a freshman. That's amazing to see a kid that young show up that well. And the first thing that came to mind was he got that breakaway opportunity against Lake State and he buried the damn thing. Like, it's nice. Like, how many times, like, even the rest of this weekend, how many times, and then all of last year, how many times did we see a guy get a breakaway and not get a goal. And we had at least one of those, I think, today with, right. I think it was Crespi. That Crespi, yeah. Hit the side of the glove or whatever. Yep. Um, and like that, it's just nice to have somebody that's got those killer instincts that when he gets those opportunities, he's going to be able to finish most of them. Um, and then things like uh, seeing... Topi Heiskinen gets 16 minutes yesterday or on Saturday and and Jed Pietala put up what he played 17 18 minutes I think both nights right Yep yeah he yep. had a nice time Who was he paired like with he I forget Thorn Was it Jed and Thorn and then Leip and Russell Does that sound right Or no Leip and Heiskinen I think were together Um but it like the whole I know they're both exhibition games, but like to 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 play the way they did against a team that's picked to be home ice, more so than tech is, even if the national polls think differently about these two teams. It was really nice to see how hard they worked, how much how and how much they got out of doing that. And then like Pietola played a great game uh in that and it was just a good all-around game. I mean, obviously, I'll take a what was it, five-two win, anytime we can get it. Like I'll take that every night. So, yeah, and I, you know, leaving my U Sports opinion aside, I do think tonight was a good indicator of several things of who we're going to see in the lineup it was cool to see some some of those same players from the lake state series kind of step up and kind of show that even if it is a lesser like tuna opponent they're able to continue that 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 style of play and and apply it like i feel i it looked to me like that like tech had their foot a little bit not as hard on the gas tonight as they did at lake state which to me is is more than great like let's not get injured but I was I was still happy with what I saw, and not a single major penalty from our favorite U Sports team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I got to hand it to them, brother. Wait to wait to not wait to not kill our guys. Maybe maybe we were. Too, but... It felt like the ref did a really good job of not getting bogged down in penalties early, but when it did get a little chippy at the end, he started calling stuff to make sure it stayed under control and didn't become a shit show. I thought I honestly thought the ref did a really good job for the kind of game it was to ref 
to the kind of game it was and not not get bogged down with a bunch of penalties on ticky tacky stuff but when things started to get chippy at the end he started making some calls to to make sure it didn't get out of hand at the end there i thought that was really good yeah i would agree i think the roughing was good there's a little bit of grumpiness in the discord about when uh it's, it's Varanen got hit yeah um, but that was there was nothing in that i mean it was a penalty yeah but there's no yeah. way it was like a running the goalie or anything like that the guy literally no was well, skating I, I think across a lot the top of, I, of it felt like some of that complaining was it took a long time for Dirk to tell us that there was a penalty. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It It's like we the goal was waved off, but he didn't say anything about there being a penalty sure. for a while. So we didn't really know what was happening until like, well, I was watching. It seemed like it was well after I'd seen the replay twice before he announced that there was a penalty on on Lakehead at that point. So, yeah, I think yeah, they, that, well, that was some of it in the Discord. From a broadcaster standpoint, from Dirk's standpoint, he's a radio guy, so his first job is to tell the people on the radio, in order of importance, the most important thing there is um, the goal. Yep. So, start with the goal. No, I'm not and blaming then, him at all. I, I don't no, think he I handled know, it just, poorly. It should, but thanks. Yeah, it's nice to hear the reason, but at the same time, it was more yeah. just a it just took some time for everything that happened there to be processed for us at home. No, I get it. Um, like it's not. It's and then, and then it, because it was a goal, it was zoomed in so far. And I'm pretty sure the ref that called the penalty. Well, because it happened at a whistle, it's not like he's got his arm up because it's already, he's already stopped play. So it's not like he's, necessarily well, and he also was up. very emphatically doing the, you know, the no goal, goal, no goal first, which right. is the priority. Of putting right? his yeah. hand yeah. And yeah. I don't know if the other ref had his arm up and we can't see it in that shot. Cause the shot was too tight to see the other ref. So yeah, the other ref is going to be up ice quite a bit. Yeah. But no, he was, he was just skating across the you know top of the crease, not in the crease in any way and jumps to avoid the shot. And Max happens to be ducking down to save the shot at the exact same time. And, you know, they kind of run into each other. Yep. It's it's nothing a, to it. It's a hockey play. Nope. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't like he was trying to hurt the goalie or anything. It's just how it happened. And then the puck came back out front and they scored on it, right? And and then yep. the goal gets disallowed because of the contact that was pretty much incidental, but it's good to that it went down that way and it's fine. Harrison, with all the colds that we all have as a broadcaster, right? How do you actually oh. deal with that? And you said you had a good story that we needed to wait. And I'm going to go on mute and drink my tea some more now, but I'm about to cough again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hot tea, hot tea with honey is a good one. Um, so I got strapped three years ago at Miami, like this week, three years ago, or like the 18th, 19th of October. We're on the bus down and I started feeling it. And I was like, this is a problem. I wake up day of the first game, not feeling great. I get through, I get halfway through the game and I'm like in a lot of pain. I finish the game and I'm at the end of my pregame show. I still have the recording somewhere and I, my voice trails off into like nothingness. Like I'm using full vocal power and just whisper, get on the elevator that night with coach at the hotel. He asked me a question. I try and talk. Nothing comes out. I'm trying to like, I'm talking. I'm barely in a whisper. So the next day I tried everything. I tried Dayquil. I tried um, hot tea with honey. I tried coffee, um, tried drinking a lot of water, fix vapor rub, like everything in the kitchen sink. It's three in the afternoon. We got an hour till we leave. And I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this game tonight. And I go down to the hotel 
um, like a little hotel market and I'm in a bad mood. I just wanted some ice cream. So I go grab a Klondike bar and they take a bite of the Klondike bar. And within about two minutes, I'm from zero to about 45%. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be able to do the game. So I run back down and I get three more Klondike bars. <laughs> so I just start housing Klondike bars in the hotel. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting on the bus. I'm on number four and probably like almost in diabetic shock. Um, I start, I'm like, just like devouring this thing. And Bob, our coach is looking at me. He's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, don't, don't worry about it. I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. And I got through most of the game in pretty good shape. And I have a scientific theory that it's the soft ice cream and Klondike bars that goes down easier and like kind of coats as opposed to like, you know, when you get like a Ben and Jerry's, like a hard ice cream that like, yep. it doesn't really stick. So I think it's at like soft serve, soft serve would probably work too. in Klondike bars. I've been trying to get sponsored by Klondike bars since this happened and have had no luck, but the Klondike <laughs> bar is the way to go. The other thing I learned that night is put a cough drop in a bottle of water and drink that like a cold bottle of water. And that helps. Do you, do you, do you think a shot of Anderson's maple syrup fuel would have helped? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I did. Uh, I do have to admit one time I, I got food poisoning at Bowling Green at Fricker's wings and uh, it was such a bad decision. I knew it immediately. Um, but actually we found out it was a bad beer tap because they oh. sent out a message to like customers that had been like that. There was a, it was like a dirty beer tap that got everyone sick. Ugh. And somebody told me that if you take a shot of uh, like hard liquor, like gin, vodka, it does something. I don't know. There's some ke- weird chemical reaction. I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's true, but I did take a shot of uh tanker before I went on that night and it helped. <laughs> that sounds legit. Yep. I agree. <laughs> I don't know that it was, but it, I was okay it's, for it's a while. So- I don't know if I'd choose Tangeray, but <laughs> I was going to say the pine needles helps. Yeah, it was all that he had at the uh, gas station. I just took <laughs> it down. I was like, "All right, a little liquid courage. I can get mostly through this game." And I was okay and, until we got on the bus that night. I was okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been sick broadcasting before. It's not. It's not easy. It's not fun because there's no escape. Once you go on, you can't just shut it down. <laughs> yeah you're like i can't do this anymore sorry guys you're gonna have to just find out tomorrow in the paper what happened <laughs> yeah no i've had situations where i thought i was gonna turn it off and you just gotta power through it is not fun sometimes i don't know where else to go with it this week i'm i'm excited for well why don't you put it on the podcast harrison why are we playing you guys one time next week <laughs> <It's definitely laughs> All right, so we lost a game with Western Michigan. I won't get too far into it, but we lost a game. Um, So we're playing them at home instead of home and home like we planned. Tech lost a game somewhere or was looking for a game. I don't know how it worked. Um, We're only playing each other one series in league this year, which is good because we saw each other way too much last year. Um, And we just decided since Michigan Tech is going to be downstate already, it makes sense to get in a regular season game with us. Our coaches wanted to play a regular season game. Um, I don't know if Joe did or didn't because you guys will be playing your third this weekend. Um, Exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. And we only play one this year, but we don't play it till November. 
so we won another regular season game. It just made sense with you guys coming downstate. Um, it's non-conference and the maximum amount of times we could see you guys this year. So we got one, two and three with the conference series. GLI would be four. Mm -hmm. If we were to play in the first round of the playoffs, that could be seven. Um, and if we were to see each other in the NCAA tournament, it'd be eight. So we could see you guys a lot, but it would take a lot of crazy things to happen. So I finally looked it up now, now that CHN's updated and everything. So the reason Western only had one game is because they're playing Northeastern in Nashville. Oh, that's right. I never um, looked at what their um, deal was. November 25th. Okay, that makes sense to me. How did how did those two teams end up in Nashville? That's really a weird... I don't know. It is weird to me. I can't imagine they have big alumni bases there. No. I mean... Yeah, that's odd. Is there another game in Nashville this year? Maybe one that makes more sense. Tournament or something? Is North Dakota's not playing in Nashville this year? Are they? No, maybe it's just a matter of uh, like who knows? Maybe it's because the is there somebody in Nashville that has a connection to Western, like the GM or something stupid? I don't think so. Right. Who, could, knows? who knows? <laughs> yeah. No, but we play them on Saturday after you guys go down to USA too. So be interested to see them after their uh, fun times in Anchorage. Yeah. I am um, interesting. <laughs> so from, from our perspective, I think what happened to tech schedule is we were supposed to play Wisconsin. And I think because of COVID buildup that got pushed back a year and tech was trying According to Joe on one of the Joe shows this summer, was trying to get a series with Maine, and that must have fallen through, or either it fell through, or Joe just decided it made more sense to play you guys one time instead of filling up another weekend. Because um, that is one of the problems with our our playoff structure, the way it is that you like the schedule gets pretty packed if you're if you've when you go to Alaska and try and fill the extra games. Um, like I almost wish they, they let you bank those a year. So you wouldn't necessarily have to do it the year you go to Alaska, but Oh, well. Yeah. Well, the, the hardest thing is that trip back is, um, I mean, at minimum, like if you're, who's the furthest West team in college hockey outside of, is it like one of the Colorado schools or is it North Dakota? Colorado's, yeah. I'm so pretty sure it's Arizona State. Arizona State. Well, Arizona State. Oh, Arizona State. Um, I mean, you're looking at probably a 14-hour travel day, no matter what, just because of the flight timing on the way up and the, the red eye with the way back. Yeah. Um, and it's 24 hours basically of travel from Michigan, so that really messes you up because then you get the four-hour time change back here. Yeah, like it really messes you up for a week after that, and then you're trying to pile extra games in there. Like it just it doesn't really help anybody. So I I actually like your idea. Of, you get to bank it a year. Yeah, so like you put it into the net. That's a great idea, actually. Somebody should bring that up with people that make decisions. <laughs> As if they're going to make some exception for hockey. That's the problem too. All right. Um, but it would be nice. But and I think that's also part of the reason why they chose to play you guys to get another game out of this weekend before they fly up to Alaska. Cause they actually play Thursday, Friday. So they get that day, that extra day afterwards to try oh, and good. get back into 
normal things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else we got to talk about from the two games. I Logan Ganey looked awesome in the first game. He was out injured today. Um, hopefully, it, I guess so. I he played all games, so it must have just been something that kind of crept up after he was after the adrenaline all wore off. Well, tell me about. I'm interested to hear more about this first game because you're playing a conference opponent and you beat him handily. Yep. One of the things I'm interested in is what did Lake State look like to you guys? You know, I think part of the problem was is I didn't invest much time in looking at them because I was way more worried about tech and the yeah. first game out and all that. To me, it seemed like because with an ex because I'm trying to temper my expectations when I see a big score in, a, in an exhibition game. Because my first instinct is always like, wow, we're looking really good. This is fantastic. So in order to temper that, I was thinking, okay, maybe both of these teams are playing at half gas. They're not trying to take it too seriously. It's just tune-up. But for me, it looked like both teams were playing fairly hard. Yeah. It looked like they were giving it quite a bit of gas, at least from my eye. There were a few scuffles that looked like they were very involved and pretty emotional, like they would be in a season matchup. So that kind of led me to believe that maybe the players are taking this more seriously than maybe the coaching staffs or the fans. So it kind of left me in this spot where I'm thinking, I don't know if that's a full strength Lake State per se, but I think I I, I would say they were trying to win the game, at well, least think, to an extent. Well, in our discussion about, about flow hockey, we're picking them to finish first. Harrison, I think it was you that said that they're basically – on paper, they're one line, and we need to see if they can get more out of it. Yeah, that, right. And who was who is that line? Uh, it's whatever it's whatever line Louis Boudon is on. Okay. Um, and then probably Logan Genuine and Brandon Percelli. I would think if that's the line, that would be so. What I look look at so so Louis Boudon and and Genuine Boudon played twenty minutes. Genuine played sixteen. Percelli played 13, almost 14 minutes. I'm surprised to hear they didn't play together, but I wonder if they're trying to spread those guys out to get more scoring out of their lives. It looked like Boudon must have double shifted a lot because nobody else. They do that to him. Yeah, he was 20 minutes and the next highest was, so it was Boudon, Jeffers, and Genuine were the top three in minutes. And then Harrison, Roy, Timo Bacchus, and Percelli were the next three. Yeah, that would be – I mean, then I see one and a half lines because I I do like Percelli. Harrison Roy was good Yeah, a little bit when he was healthy. But, yeah, no, I mean, they got to prove it a bit. They're pretty young. They should be pretty good in both. I like their goalies. But yeah, I think there's a lot of optimism there, but I'm not – I need to see a little more out of them scoring-wise. They might have issues with that because if you can shut down one line, you can be in pretty good shape against them. Yeah, and what was it here? So Bacos and Pacelli were minus four and minus three. Oof. So a lot of the uh, the, the scoring happened against them. And then it looks like Bankston and uh, Hinman were out there for two of them at least. So, yeah. It seems like, it seems like both teams, even if it was an exhibition, played it like uh, 
like a regular season game because the the minutes seem to line up with that. I mean, they had a couple guys, uh, you know, under 10 minutes, and then most guys were, you know, 13 to 18 minutes, and then a couple defensemen up over 20, and then Boudon double shifting some up over 20. Yeah. Um, doesn't look like Tech. Oh, Tech. Apparently, did very it was well. It interesting weekend. I, I watched a little of uh, Bowling Green Northern Michigan last night too. I think I learned a lot about the teams that played, except for Minnesota State. It this this is going to be, I think, a sixteen seventeen type of year where it's just going to go upside down. And I hope that doesn't mean bad things for the pairwise. Yeah, I I have a feeling. Yeah, is is sixteen seventeen the year that uh, Butch fell? No, that's the year that Tech won. Uh, Broadmoor on home ice, yeah. What's that? Shane Hanna. Oh, yeah, Broadmoor okay. on home ice. That was sixteen seventeen. Okay, yeah, I have a feeling this is this year might end up being like the the year that nobody was top twenty in the final pairwise. Yeah, where yeah. where yeah, this there's... where this league has so much parity, but struggles just enough in non-conference that they get no credit for having that parity. Yeah, and I think Harrison's making a good point in that. I think going into preseason polls, no one really knew what to make of much of any of the teams outside of Minnesota State. We know Minnesota State's just never really going to truly rebuild; they're just going to retool at this point. It's just well, I think the other thing you have going on this year too is most teams are losing a ton of players this year because this is the end. Like a lot of the players who are their natural senior year didn't stay, and a lot of the players who got the extra year are done. So there's a lot of turnover this year all throughout college hockey, where even Duluth has like 11 new faces, I think, this year, if I remember reading correctly. Like it's all over college hockey, there's a bunch of new faces on top of all the transfer portal stuff where, yeah, Tech has how many new faces, but three of them are, are transfers. Yeah, and or, I think where Harrison's getting at here is watching the other games and kind of learning about the other teams. Uh, Northern to me still kind of appears to be the same as it ever was kind of a story. They still got those offensive guns, but it's it's still a matter of whether or not they're going to give up so many goals. They end up losing the game. Yeah. So they're, I think Zamatis is. Yeah. Their offensive ceiling is pretty high. They look good, but their defensive yeah. floor is very low. Very, <laughs> very, very, very low. That's, that's what I saw as well. So what I kind of saw at a bowling green was they're able to keep up with them offensively and they're having those same kind of defensive struggles. So I think those two are going to be, wherever they end up in the standings, I think those two are going to be seeing a lot of each other is what I kind of learned. Okay. I think Zamatis's opinion earlier that Tech's system game is probably going to end up beating Northern more often than not this season might end up being more true than I thought it would have to begin with. Just again, this is only one week of viewing. There's a lot that can change between now and then, but it really feels very, like it's it's following the script you know (laughs) well i think the big thing for me was i think we talked a lot about how much this team has struggled in the last couple years with quote unquote like team goals where the where 
the the sheer effort of your play just results in some scrappy goals, right? We didn't get a lot of those. And it felt this weekend like that effort was being rewarded. Now, obviously, you can only put so much into it, especially, I mean, we can share that the 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 map that you shared in our uh, liner notes this week. But when uh, when a team was supposed to spend six hours in the bus to get here and ends up spending eight and just played yesterday and got here this morning, like I think it's a Canadian can... college hockey team. And it's that. a Canadian college hockey team. Yeah, so it's not like they're probably traveling in the the uh, the flashiest bus they could be traveling in. But the whole situation like that, that puts a lot into what happened today. But it's it's still good to see them show up. Uh, the other thing that I thought you could say from today was that. Uh, if Blake Pietala struggles for some reason, I think we're going to be OK, because that the Finnish goalie looked pretty damn good. Oh, that and some of those big one, plays he made today. That one uh, save he had going across the net on a, a two on zero was fantastic. Yeah, how do you say his name again? Varanen? is that it? Varanen. Varanen. Yeah, I think yeah, that's correct. I was impressed with him, and just I am a big follower of Jamie Phillips on social media, just because I think he's got a fantastic presence, just with what he's putting out into the world for. For, for goaltenders and people that are just looking to get in shape, like Jamie Phillips just worth a follow no matter what you're doing. But he was showing some he, – he was showing a clip of Max earlier today and just the skating Julie was having him do, I was mesmerized how easily he was able to move, especially as a freshman, how long goaltenders take to develop. And I was – like before the game, I was just mesmerized by his skating and how big he looks in the net. He was staying square. It really just – I'm – I don't really have any concerns about him coming into a game if need be, at least from from the looks of it so far. Yeah. And he's not a small guy. I I really like looking at the box scores after the weekend's over. Pretty much every name that we talked about during our last podcast that we said, if they're going to have a successful season, that guy needs to step it up. Every yep. one of those showed up on a box score. Yeah. Mosley, uh, Ganey. Uh, trying to think, who we, else t- we talked, we talked about. about we talked about Kukinen saying that he's going to have to bring it as a freshman if yep. they're going to be successful, and he was all over the box score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about Kataroth. He scored a goal. Yeah, Marcus Peterson assisted on that goal. I don't think there's a single player that we that we mentioned in in that discussion that didn't have some positive on the score sheet this, this weekend. And, that's and then you take that to sign. the next step and talk about somebody like Jed Piedela, who it seems like he's the, the next, you know, family connection, local boy that bided his time and is going to get his chance and he's going to be something for the team. Like, yeah, like yeah. another like Rockwell where the kids sat around for how many years waiting for his chance and got on the team for, you know, whatever reason, the connection and the fact that he probably didn't need a whole lot of money to go there. It might be going to tech, even if he didn't make the hockey team kind of thing. And then he goes and, and, and plays as well as he did this weekend. That's, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. For being as low as I was on the team coming into the season, I'm, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. I mean, as somebody that 
has dedicated their life to miserable Sundays watching the Detroit Lions. I struggle to really lean into that optimism just yet, <laughs> but I do feel like there are some reasons to be excited about this team and what they might be able to do, even though my preseason feeling on them was kind of low. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you, Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this season after actually seeing us score goals, which was a struggle has been a struggle for us at times, right? Like Tim was saying, getting that puck lock, getting the lucky bounce, getting the puck in the net, instead of just having that, you know, we didn't, we didn't score even though we should have type of play. So I am very uh, cautiously optimistic as well. What were the shots anyway? So we had 45 shots on Lake State? Wow. And 46, I think, tonight, right? Something like that, yeah. I know at one point it was... 35, but I stopped paying attention after about that, so I don't know. Yeah, and, they, and they've been good on face-off so far. That'll be interesting to see if that continues, because that was always a thorn in their side last year of not winning close to half of them. Like, yeah, they were 45% all the time. Face-offs were uh, a sore spot, to say the least. Yeah. That's good. That's going to be interesting this weekend, because you were good this these last few games and we were also very good. That's that could be a spot where the series or the game gets maybe not decided, but I think that could tell a, a story this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if that continues then or not. Uh once we come up against somebody that's actually in league play that's doing well on faceoffs, or whether it was just uh, you know, this weekend's games that uh make it look the way it does. Yeah. So Harrison, my question for you is that uh, what's your optimism index for Ferris this year? So what I would say my optimism, just to give you an idea of what I'm asking about here. So I feel like, well, prior, prior to this week, and I still don't know how I'm feeling about this, but the way that I said is that I feel like tech ceiling in the conference is probably around three. And I think their basement is around six. I don't see them going down to seven, eight. So my optimism index is somewhere in that like three to six range for tech. Where do you, where do you kind of see Ferris topping out and bottoming out this year? Um, I could see us as high as fourth. I think that's a realistic goal for us. We've looked like it at times this weekend. Um, and I hesitate to say the floor is seven because and I don't want to say hoops. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I think there's a team other than the team that got picked last that I think we're going to be okay. And we'll finish ahead of, um, I think we're between four and six and I think we'll be in the fight for home ice going into the last month of the season. Um, I wasn't discouraged this weekend. I was actually encouraged because I, I thought our goaltending looked really good. And that's the one area where you guys all know we've been really, really spotty at best for a few years. Um, you know, Roni came up the one year and uh, lit it up against you guys. Justin Kappelmaster did the same. But then the next night, you know, we get scored out from center ice. Like there's just no – there was – we couldn't put two good nights together. Um, and I think we're going to be able to do that most of the year, and that's going to keep us in games. I feel like we can keep – most teams in our league to two, two and a half a game. And that's going to win you a lot of games. I think we're a lot better on defense and in goal than we were. So between four and six right now. Okay. 
I'm not going to let you get away with that. I mean, obviously, you're talking about Minnesota State finishing last, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's in the same state, actually. Yeah, that's um, kind of what I was thinking. They return, like, their return is nothing. I always say that it's Bemidji. I always say that, but then Tom's territory gets them to play that really annoying way, and it just works. But Yeah, because they are returning a lot on defense. But yeah. their offense is like gone. They return like twenty some goals. Now they have, trans- they have some transfers coming in that should be able to. Yeah, yeah that's that too. Right away. But I don't think their transfers replace Owen Sillinger or the other Sillinger brother whose name is escaping me right now. No, uh, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. Yeah, yeah. There it is. yeah. I don't think you replace those two. Those were two of the best players. I think the two best players they've had there since I've been here. Um, do I think they're going to be miserable? No, but I think we can be better than them. I don't know. St. Thomas looked okay to me this weekend. Yeah, but it's really hard. All right, much like Minnesota State should just be first until they're not when it comes to preseason <laughs> stuff. It's really hard to pick against Saratori figuring out a way to get more out of his players than the pieces are worth individually. I like the reason I think we can finish ahead of them is because head to head, for whatever reason, that's been a really good matchup for us. Mm-hmm. So I think if we're close, for whatever reason, I think our style works against them. If we're close, I think we can take care of business three out of four times or go 2 0 and 2 or 2 1 and 1 or whatever against them. I think we can separate ourselves. I don't think we're going to bomb them by 15, 20 standings points, but I think we can finish ahead of them. I'm sure Bemidji fans will hate me for that and I'm going to get targeted, but I don't think we have any Bemidji fans that listen. So yeah, yeah we do. No, we, we have, we, we have do. one we patron. Do. We do. Yeah. We, yeah, do. we got yeah. one guy from Bemidji that's on the, on this Lucas piping. Yep. Yeah. Lucas is oh. awesome. That guy's going to, that guy's going to DM me after Bemidji beats a seven, nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I think your assessment's fair. I think just from what's available to us on paper, it does seem like Bemidji's due to fall off a cliff. You can't I, discount the territory factor, but until it happens, I don't know if it's a terrible prediction. Yeah, but it has happened for like many years in the past. I, I think sure. I think part Man, of the problem, yeah. though, is like we said, I'm not sure. Like Ferris State got 28 points last year. Do you think anybody's not getting 28 points this year? You want to, like, I don't think is the I don't last place going to have 20 plate, 28 points. No, 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 last place could be. Well, you know, I don't. Well, so St. Thomas had 14 points last year. I don't I think, think anybody's they, having less than 20 this year. No, Saint, I think that I think St. Thomas is St. Thomas is still a year away, in my opinion. Like, they're going to win more be, last year, but they're still. I agree, but also watching them this weekend against St. Cloud, I was very impressed with their showing. The fact that they weren't embarrassed out of the gym against that St. Cloud team, I thought was a, a step in the right direction for their program. And I, I know sooner than later, and I, you know, I said this last year too, we're going to be talking about them as a pretty serious threat when they start getting their arena, their funding. Well, and they I, get I agree, but, but yeah, I agree. Well, this step year, in the right direction this year. Here's, yeah. here's the math with that, too. 
here's the math. They were at 14, two more wins gets to 20. Yeah. And I think they can win two more league games than they did last year. Yep. I don't think that's a I, huge ask. Yeah, I agree with that. Two more two more league wins, but I don't and think they're no, to 28. So they no, gotta go, I think, they, they, I think go, they can get to 20. They go 5, 20, and 1, and still <clears> lose four of those losses in overtime. They're at 20. Yeah, I think, I think they can get to yeah. 20 flat is where they can get to, I, I think. And I don't, and like, and, but then the rest of the conference, I don't think, well, part of me feels Minnesota state's going to win, but they're not going to go 23 and three this year. No. So that's the other thing is there's going to be more points spread out to the rest from that. Not that Minnesota or not that St. Thomas is going to get them, but I feel like to me, it feels like the rest of the conference is going to have 30 points minimum. So it's going to just be a lot tighter this year. And every game's going to matter. I mean, it m- more than last time. Or last I think year. we'll get into a scenario where going into the last weekend, somebody's in sixth and we'll jump to like third with a win, like a singular, <laughs> sure. with like a singular win. Yep. Like a head. No, I, I, I do think that, that uh, like three to six is going to be separated by a game, like five points. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how that all plays out over the year. But I do think top to bottom, it's a it's a deeper, stronger league than it was, and that's good. In the in in the grand scheme of things, that's good for the league as long as we can find a way to do decent in non-conference, and that's the key. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I know we talked about it last week. Matt wasn't here. Do do we want to talk about uh, the news that came out this week? About what we talked about at the end of last week? Are we talk? Are we referring to the elephant in the room again? Yes. Uh, okay. The uh, the uh, the lovely Rink Live article that uh, our friend yeah. Jess Myers published. I don't know if we want to get into it just yet because um, I'm planning on finishing up my article on David Johnstone this week, and I think it would be worth it to talk about that with just us because I do think that Jess Meyer's article deserves some discussion. I don't want to push it off way too long, but okay. I think once we once I drop the Johnstone article and you kind of see what it's like from his perspective, from somebody that was in the tech program, I think that might be uh, – why don't you, why don't you conversation. give a little sneak peek, this little 30-second uh, little overview right. of what you're talking so, about, and you can try to drive some clicks here in the next week. Sure. So um, it was a this was a very tough thing for me to work through. This was the reason I wasn't um, on the broad I wasn't on the podcast last weekend because I was still trying to write this. So I basically after the article came out, uh, David Johnson Stone has been going through some uh, extremely rough, like mental patches, and has been retracing his his past and his history and his experiences about how he got there. So, to kind of summarize what this will look like from a tech perspective, is he was a 100 point getter at Tech, and you don't become a 100 point getter at the, the NCAA level unless you're a certified stud. And then, as soon as his Huskies career was over. He never played a minute of pro hockey 
And we just kind of talked about why that was. And a lot of it goes back to some manipulative practices that were happening at Tech under Pearson. So it's that's, I guess, my quick little snippet of it. So I the, the way that it's basically going to conclude is that David's done a lot to build back his life since then. Like, truly. He's, he's gone to therapy. He's gotten on medicine. He's been institutionalized and got out and gotten great coping mechanisms. And he's... He's thriving. He's not, he's not a broken person anymore. He's thriving. So at this point in his life, he's a big enough man to forgive Mel for what's happened to him, what's happened to others and the way he was treated. But all he's looking for is an ounce of self-reflection from Mel and an apology for the way he treated some people. Yeah. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech dot net. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. So we've got, is it, uh, I, for, I even forget the order this weekend. Do we play Ferris first? Ferris than U.S., yeah. Well, what do we think is going to happen for the one the one-off game at Ferris. Overtime. District yeah. overtime game. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I think Tyke wins a squeaker, but it's Ferris reminds us who they are. <laughs> I don't know if I already want to be reminded of uh, three and three overtime on the first game of the year. I'm, I'm good with waiting a while to see how we are three on three. Maybe I'll change my mind if we're losing at the end of... <laughs> <laughs> towards the end but maybe you'll start liking three on three if we're good at it <laughs> yeah no I, uh no i but i don't i don't have a problem with three on three i just don't yeah i don't know <laughs> let's not rehash that one just no. yet i i have i think my biggest problem with three on three is if we hadn't done treating it like an almost tie in pairwise and i know it's a little different this year but and I, but i'm okay with that because it's essentially treating it like an nhl tie, uh, overtime game now or if you get to um if you get the overtime it's counting for you get a point out of the three points basically in your pairwise now uh which is fine with me i don't know i'll be okay with it uh 
What's everybody else think? I'm um, I'm riding high after this weekend. Two five goal games. I think we win. Yeah. I'm prepared for disappointment. I think Ferris wins. I mean, I'm always prepared for disappointment, Dustin. I've been a fan long enough. But I think uh, I think, I think I'm tech still wins. overconfident. <laughs> I think Tech wins versus Ferris State, and I think there's more penalties against the development team than there was tonight, and maybe even a major penalty because I think the U.S. national team is worse than a U Sports team. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm calling dogs and o- I'm calling dogs and OT because I can't be wrong either way. Hedging <laughs> your bets, going with animal categories, it works. Dogs and OT. Well, for the U.S. game, I guess we got to make a prediction. I think that U.S. You think you're thinking U.S.? No. Yeah. No, I forgot. No, I was going along with what you're saying. Continue my bad. Uh, okay. Anyway, so for development team, I'm thinking that's kind of similar to what we saw in these two games. I think it's going to be the B squad showing that they want to be up with the A squad and doing a darn good job of it. I think we see another like. Five two, five three type situation. Well, you can't. Uh, the we are not traveling everybody for these. Yeah, because they're going to Alaska. Because so it's, it's basically be the crew that's going to Alaska is going down for these games. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, so it's not. Well, so I, so there won't be a third goalie, and there won't be as long a bench. So it's basically just two extra skaters, okay. I guess. Um. We'll see. So I'll I would be with it just because I don't know if. They... Yeah. I have a feeling that, you know, this works out kind of nice for Joe, I think, because he gets to play Blake the first game and the game that counts, and then he can play Max in uh, in the development game and then and probably and then see how that goes in another game where he maybe he should get more opportunities to make saves, I would think, against the development team, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Certainly it was not really battle-tested today, even despite the shutout. <laughs> 4-1 tech. Um, USA never beats CCHA or Atlantic hockey teams. They always beat like Hockey East or a random <laughs> Big Ten team. Cough, Michigan State. Yeah, they beat they beat Tech last year at home. Yeah, they don't do that that often though. They always do weird stuff where they 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 beat teams that are supposed to be good and then they lose to teams that nobody's heard of. Us Tech. You know what I mean? Like the the fringe teams that big college hockey doesn't like to pay attention to. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I'm at 2%, so I'm about to go poof anyways. Right. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. We got a lot of good content in. It's pretty dense. We're at like an hour. Let's just let's call it good. Yeah. Let's go have some Klondike bars, boys. House <laughs> some Klondike bars. No, that's I good. wish. That's, there's I our wish. show title, right. House some Klondike bars. All right, Matt, <laughs> while I pull up the outro, do you have any random questions to ask Harrison this week? Um, Laughter hurts. That is, <laughs> I, I think the only thing I can think of right now is, uh, do you think we uh, tried to see if any other food tasted really good after it exploded, or did we just stop with corn? it's good i like that you've never had like puffed wheat or rice krispies rice Rice krispies Krispies? they're all all there you go yeah i do want to this is worth discussion i do want to push (laughs) this into uh the end of the podcast so that people can hear my awkwardness 
there was an elevator attendant at Miami, like one of the guys that sits in the elevator, goes up and down, just pushes the buttons. And I got on uh, the other day and I go, I suppose this job has its ups and downs. He looked at me and he stared at me and didn't even crack a smile. I was like, all right. I'm guessing guessing that's not the first time he's heard that one. No, the guy was like 80. And I was like, I'm sure he's sick of this now. I I got off the elevator. That's amazing. I feel like I'm going to have to try that the next time I get on the press elevator at the X or something now. Oh, I had another one I was going to ask and I forgot it. Let's see if it comes back around. One minute remaining in the podcast. Oh, yeah. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently get strapped. (laughs) (laughs) What what wouldn't I do for four Klondike bars is actually the question. In an hour. <laughs> All right. I don't know if the DoorDash for a single Klondike bar would be efficient, but it's tempting. I did um I did get my daughter to start practicing Angel by Sarah McLaughlin so we can do the spoof commercial for Patreon coming up. I'm excited for her to uh, learn to play that so we can do it. I can't wait. That is going to be hilarious. Please tell me it's on recorder. No, it'll be on <sighs> keyboard or piano. I still have my recorder. <laughs> I have it not too far from me right now. Maybe I could figure out how to play. Okay. <laughs> but I, I just recorded a commercial last week for our, for our Patreon stuff. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to do. So then I pulled up the YouTube video of how to play that song and joey's been practicing a little bit i gotta get her to ask her teacher if she can get some sheet music for it so that'll be fun uh i guess that should do it for this episode of the chasing mcnaughton podcast uh please check out our patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey uh, we've got a bunch of different levels that'll help you get question priority if i remember to ask for questions uh get you extended versions of the podcast unfiltered videos so you can see my aurora borealis going on here or uh unedited audio yeah we need that yep uh let's see every podcast can use a little bit of soft jazz dad yeah yeah uh follow us on twitter at chasing mac pod or at tech hockey guide you can submit questions through our twitter facebook or on our patreon page don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach to tell your friends. Uh, we've been trying this for about a season now, but if you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Dustin will read your review uh, no matter what it says. So let's get some ratings and reviews and see what you guys have to say. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental in Rangleiter, Wisconsin, and Labonia Technical Services. Special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint, Doc McResin, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. Finally, thanks to the Thank You Notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com.
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA. Harrison, did you see that our advertisement got moved? Did you I notice it? it? In such a better TV spot. Very much so. Especially if we're on the power play in that end a lot. Did Dirk give you did Dirk give you a nice deal on that? The same price that we had. I just I actually forgot to ask him because we talked about it a little bit on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, we kind of want to be moved because we don't like that it gets blocked by the, the other team and their sticks all the time. I spent too much money for it to be covered up for most of the game. <laughs> and then uh and then I reached out to him like two weeks ago and was like, hey, just wanted to say, remind you that we talked about moving it. And he's like, I already moved it. And he sends a picture. And I'm like, sweet. That's probably the spot we would have picked if we were given it. So wow. <laughs> worked you, out you for know, us. You, you know, you guys should do is you should pay for another one in our rank too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is it is it cheaper in your rank? Probably not. <laughs> I would die though. Our fans would love it. Yeah. I don't know if we have that much money. One day, maybe. <laughs>